Welcome to Cool Breeze Podcast, where we keep it cool. I'm your host, What It Do. So, welcome to Cool Breeze Podcast, where we keep it cool. I'm your host, What It Do. And today, we are back with another video. But we are here with a solo video with just myself. So, make sure you guys follow me on Instagram at it's breezy. It's dot breezy with three Y's. That's it's dot breezy with three Y's. It'll probably be somewhere right here but um i really just wanted to do this introduction video um really just to give you guys the basis of exactly what cool breeze podcast is the meaning behind it you know why i started it and you know just to dive into just some just a little bit you only get a taste of what is yet to come on this podcast and really just to see what you guys say and how your opinions are on the information that i give and my opinions that i give as well but before we get into anything you know cheers okay so um i started cool breeze podcast um really in honor of my father he passed um in mid-december of last year and um his nickname was cool breeze and me me and my dad we would he loved to talk we would talk all i mean all the time he loved to talk and so you know he really spread a lot of knowledge with me and a lot of things so i wanted to spread the knowledge that um he gave to me and you know spread it with all of you guys while also incorporating um some of my ideas as well because i've always wanted to start a podcast i just never knew a title the topics the concepts of everything so but now I do and now I have the clear vision and if you don't know Cool Breeze podcast is really about um, just talking about the HBCU life, um, creating generational wealth, breaking generational curses, um, creating entre entrepreneurship and really the HBCU life and just young excellence with those in the um, with those of the people of color, um, all of us with people of color. So I just want us to know that there is a space where we are able to excel and talk about ways to excel and to help all of everybody else excel as well because if one can eat why can't we all eat so yeah so that's really the reason why um i started the podcast so yeah so those are the key points of the podcast and everything that i really um want this podcast to be about you know my audience you know i just want it to be a safe space for all of those i don't i don't know if i mentioned but mental health as well because mental health is really a strong aspect. And I know in the people of the black and brown community, you know, our mental health in our own community is not looked at as, you know, as important as it should be, as it is in other races and stuff like that. So I want us to be able to talk about, you know, the things that we see in society and the things that we feel like as a as a community and as a as a generation, we can use and do and grasp information to propel forward and to you know to break these generational curses that has been tossed down from generations to generations and start generational wealth and you know do the things that the rich people are doing and you know make our own statement in this world because like i like i said in the last video i see myself in history books and i'm going to be in history books so that's that's really the goal and the driving force of this podcast the goals of Cool Breeze Podcast is really to be the number one podcast in the world. I have that written on my vision board and my prayer board, and it is going to be manifested and it is going to happen. 
Um, I see this podcast going so, 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 so far. I see myself, you know, on on the TVs, having a studio. Um, I'm currently in my dining room, but I see myself in a studio with a team with with millions and millions of followers and just subscribers and people that I can touch because I feel like my reasoning as to be on this world is to help others. I know that sounds kind of crazy, but I I want everybody else, if I know there's a way to do something and to excel and for excellence to occur, why gatekeep when I can just share all this information to like-minded people who, you know, want the help and want all of this. And that dives into, you know, who I am. I am Shanoa Breeze, hence School Breeze. And, um... I'm a student at Winston-Salem State University, go Rams. I am a mass communications major with a minor in public speaking. And I am probably one of the funniest people you'll ever meet, as I like to say. Because if you ask me, I'm hilarious. Like Kevin Hart, who? (laughs) No, I'm playing. But I am hilarious in my own head. And I'm an only child, too. So I feel like, you know, as an only child, you really tell jokes in your head. So, yeah, but um, I really don't want this video to be too, 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 too long. I really just wanted to um, to really just dive into some of the concepts and meanings behind this podcast and really just give y'all like a, um, an introduction on um, what I have to talk about and um, things that. Um, things that others have to talk about as well as I bring other people on this podcast from different platforms and demographics and all of that. But um, for um, for creating generational wealth as one of my concepts of this podcast, you know, I really want I want us to start investing um, at a very, very young age. And if you don't know where to start, the simplest option I would say is Robinhood. It's a, um, it's a green little icon. You can download it on your phone and you can start with literally this, this isn't sponsored either, but you can start with literally $20 and just let it grow. And if you don't know anything, it'll, it'll pick stocks for you that are good. And it'll put your money in there. And with that, you can do parts of shares or you could do whole shares. It's really up to you and how you want your situation to go. But start with that and then start progressively. You know, every time you get paid, just put a little something, something in there and watch your stocks grow. And I always, always suggest to do long term ones. Now, this isn't this isn't, you know. I'm not telling anybody. This is simply my my opinion and a suggestion. You don't have to do it or listen to me. But I would I would start investing. And another thing to take your money out of the regular savings account. I'm going to say that one more time. Take your money out of your regular savings account. If you are getting on your regular savings account, you're getting probably a 0.10 or 0.01 interest rate yearly. That's change. Why is you having your savings account sit there and it's not growing proficiently and at a at a faster rate and at a higher rate when it's just sitting there really collecting dust? 
What I want you guys to do, this goes for everybody. Put your money in a high yield savings account. That is H-Y-S-A. That's how it'll look sometimes. Google search high yield savings account. You can say near me just in case if you're if you're the type of person who wants a physical bank. Um, they have American Express has one. Um, Credit One has one. No, Capital One has one. Um, and there's a few more and you can check with your, um, with your local banks and stuff like that. But I know for me personally on my American express now, cause it just increased, it is now at a 3.9% interest yearly rather than the 0.01 or 0.1 that I was receiving in my credit union account. Put your money in a high yield savings account, y'all. Make your money make you money. I can't I can't break it down for you. It's so simple. And I would say, me, take all that money that's in your savings and put it in American Express. And then if you ask me, I feel like it's a it's an it's a better way for you to save more money because you don't have, it's not, you have access to it, but it's not as easy access is as it is with it being on your checking and savings account. You know, that's a quick little transfer. It takes about three seconds and it's done. But with this, you have a limit on how many times you get to move to withdraw money. And it takes like a day or two to process. So it really forces you to keep it in there there's no fees with it. I know for American Express, there's not. But if you sitting here complaining about, you know, your interest rates or, you know, you just feel like you're not put your money in the right places to where your money, when it sits, it's making more money that, that we got to do what the rich do. And another thing, in order to make money, you have to spend money. I'm going to say that again. In order to make money, you have to spend money. Now, a lot of people think, you know, that everything is like a get rich quick scheme and a scam. And everybody thinks that ways to make money is a scam. And those who think that, you know, ways to make money is a scam are people who, as I like to say, still confused about money. Scam equals still confused about money. So it's like really just open your horizon to things and take take that faith, take take that leap in everything that you want to do, because faith is the size of a mustard seed. And it, once you take your once you take your foot out on that faith, God is really going to do the rest. I'm not trying to get too too spiritual, but God is going to do the rest when putting your money in places where it will grow at a at an efficient rate for you is what's beneficial because you know let's say let's say you have ten thousand dollars in a savings account that's growing at 3.9 percent in about five years i want to say you're going to be up about three thousand maybe four i'm going to say between the range of three to three to four thousand if i'm not mistaken i'm a Somebody quote me on the math. I, I ain't took a math class in a little minute, so don't don't shoot the messenger. But I think around the you'll grow about three, three to five thousand. I want to say somewhere in that range of money and you had to do absolutely nothing but just put your money into it. 
That, that's what the rich are doing. They're just investing their money in proper ways to that their money will grow. But those ways aren't really exposed to, you know, our community and those of us at these young age. And it's something that we find out, you know, later in life when when we could have been doing this and, you know, could have been up a couple more tens of thousands of dollars and stuff like that. But that's that's one thing that right now I have to share with you guys, you know, as I have more people on this show, you know, we'll get more in depth on, you know, investments and proper banking and stuff like that. But I just wanted to give you guys, you know, just a little bit a snippet because you got to come back a snippet of, you know, some of the stuff that that I have to share with you guys and stuff like that. And then another thing I want to talk about as well is, you know, some of the generational curses as well. Um, I asked my Instagram, I asked them, you know, what type of generational curses have they broke or curses that they're trying to break. And a lot of those that I saw was first generation graduates, you know, shout out to all the first gen graduates. Salute to you. Shout out to my mother because she was a first gen graduate. Love you, ma. And, you know, just shout out to all of them because that is a huge accomplishment. Um, I know some of the generational curses that I want to break is, you know, the stigma of, you know, um, of, you know, not, not talking about your emotions, you know, bottling stuff in, you know, and just putting stuff, you know, as people say, taking it under the chin and just keep it pushing. You know, I want, I want, you know, to be able to, you know, vocalize your emotions and feel freely, you know, without being judged or saying, you know, that you're weak and stuff like that. And another one of the um, responses that I got from Instagram was, um, she wants to stop the generational curse of kicking your child out at the age of 18 because you feel like they're grown. Now, I sort of kind of I got I got to say in an opinion on that, because I feel like, you know, in the black community and, you know, we we are a family. But when it comes to. How do I how do I say this properly? Um, as a black community, I feel like we put the standard on our children at a very young age to um to really be strong and you know once they say that they're grown you treat them like they're grown and you know forget that they're your child because I feel like you know in the black community in the black households you know not me for experience but I've seen it have I've seen it um in other people's lives of you know their parents kicking them to the curb as soon as they hit of age as a black community it's like you need to get out get a job just be in the corporate ladder in the corporate world and then the corporate mindset you need to go to college or you need to get a job and it's like you know if if uh, if if we want to take a year off for school and you know really find ourselves it's not really encouraged it's not you know we don't have the backbone to really find ourselves and I feel like that's another reason and aspect why some some uh, people of color also do be struggling with their mental health because they just really don't have the support from their family because, you know, they're looked at as lazy for, you know, just wanting to find themselves. And, you know, the black community says that we use it as an excuse and all of that other stuff. But I feel like, you know, if if a lot of more children in black kids, people of color, kids of color were able to sit and take time to really perfect their craft, take time to learn who they who they are. There would be a lot more entrepreneurs 
in our community because all the time that you're taking to go to a nine to five, work them 40 hours a week, you could take them 40 hours and put it into your craft and create something that that is you and create your brand, create, you know, everything that you want to do and still have the same outcome, but even better because you were your own boss. That's another thing I want to talk about too, is, you know, like with working all of these hours and doing all of these things, you're taking time away from yourself to perfect your craft and really, you know, know exactly what it is that you want to do in life. And, you know, create something beautiful that is from you and of you and show it to the world in a way of light that you know you are happy within life and you're still working but it's not working because it's your hobby and you're getting paid to do something that you love and maybe even a greater paycheck and outcome because they always say my parents used to say uh, you don't want a job, you want a career because a job is something that you hate and a career is something that you love. And it's like, you know, if you dread going to work every day, I always say quit. I'm going to just be real. There's a million and one ways that you can make money in this world. And in all honesty, the way that you care about your job, your job does not care about you. There should be if your job is draining you, if you find that your job is messing up your mental, you're angry every day, you have to go to work quick. Put yourself first. There are other ways to make money. There are a million and one ways out here to make money. You can DoorDash. You can go sell clothes. You can braid some hair, be an Uber driver. You can rent your car out, Airbnb. You can do whatever you want. A million and one ways to make money. And then if you just take that time that you was devoting all this time and effort to your job, to your craft, the outcome would be ridiculous. You would be like, wow. Once once you get yourself out of the corporate mindset and stop trying to cl climb the corporate ladder, you understand that there's more than life and more way more to life than a job that barely pays you anything for you to work like a slave. But I. Uh, don't shoot the messenger. I just say I just say my little piece and give my little advice on what I think. Cause one thing about my generation, um I don't claim myself with these these little Tide Pod eating people. I don't claim myself with them. I'm like I'm an extended nineties baby. That's what I call myself, an extended nineties baby. But I feel like my generation, we we understand that um, entrepreneurship is key, um, that we are not going to work like a slave for the bare minimum. And I'm not going to devote all of my time and efforts and hours to a job that I don't like. And if I don't like this job, we are going to quit. There is a million and one ways to make money in this world. And you just have to find one that suits you best. And it's not, I promise you, if you're unhappy in that job, it's not that job. I promise you. It's okay to leave. Take the leap in faith. That's what I always say. Take the leap in faith and watch what God will do for your life. Hey, don't shoot the messenger. I'm just saying, just watch, just watch. And another concept um, really of the podcast is the HBCU culture. And um, my mentor... Shout out to Celeste. 
um, she she is the one who introduced me to HBCUs because um, growing up, I grew up in a predominantly white area, um, white uh, town because I grew up in a town, a very, very small town, not a city town. OK. And, you know, I grew up and all I seen was UNC, Duke and NC State. And in my head, because at that time I wanted to be a doctor, I was like, you know, in order to be a doctor, you know, I have to go to UNC, Duke or NC State. And Celeste, she has this um, summer program. It's called Girls to Queens. She needs to to get back on it. But Girls to Queens, it's it's a beautiful organization that brings young girls of color together and shows them that they're that that they can excel in life and that their city is not the limit and the sky is the limit. And it introduces you into so much more of your culture that you didn't know and cultures that not even culture, but atmospheres that, that as young people, you know, we don't always see in certain communities and, you know, I'm grateful forever grateful for her and giving me that experience. But she introduced me to the wonderful, the illustrious Winston Salem State University. And um, it really, I, I just never seen so many black people. I said a school full of nothing but people that look like me. Sign me up. Because just just the aura of an HBCU is beautiful. And I mean any HBCU. Because one thing about it, two things for sure, an HBCU is a family. We don't care who you is. You, We could talk about our school. You better not say nothing about my school, okay? And it's always going to be a family. It's going to be that family beef between schools. But it's... But when it's time for all of us to come together, we're going to come together as a unit. And with with going to HBCU, it's nothing but seeing young black excellence, just nothing but young black excellence. And it's beautiful. And then you get to see all of these different cultures and everybody from it. I mean, shades of brown, melanin, beautifulness. I mean, that black is beautiful on a HBCU campus. It's it's lovely. And then just to see all of the young black entrepreneurs as well, because I love to brag because honestly and truthfully, I do not need to leave campus to do anything. I can get me a plate made, um, a tattoo. I can get my hair braided, a wig put on my toes, nails, eyebrows and lashes done. Wait, wait. And I can, and I can get some clothes, some earrings, some bags and some shades. And I don't even have to leave campus. And I'm going to say this ain't nothing better than when it is campaign season on an HBCU campus. Don't nobody snap harder than an HBCU when it comes to graduation pictures, when it comes to campaign season, when it comes to fried chicken Wednesday and putting on them outfits just to be out as on Winston's campus, the breezeway, but some people, they got their yards, their fields or whatever y'all want to call y'all's, but we got the breezeway and clock tower. So it's just like being around all of those other like-minded black people who are trying to excel and, you know, do better in life. It's beautiful. And, you know, that was another thing for me because, you know, growing up in a predominantly white institution, you know, I never really seen that many black people. And um, when I went to Winston, I did experience a slight culture shock, just really just based off of there's a lot of black people. 
but I loved it because it was beautiful. And another thing that my um, mentor Celeste uh, told me too, she told me, she was like, it sticks in my head to this day. She said, you have your whole life to be a minority. Enjoy four years of just being the majority. And that has stuck with me. And it's like, I'm not going to say I never want to leave college, but I love the college atmosphere. I love, especially Winston, I love our basketball games. I love I love how we can come together and just perform a random gospel choir at a basketball game or start shouting at, at a step show or something. It's, it's just beautiful how we we as a whole and as just a community are able to excel in a way with our own space, with people and just see people who look like us. And it's it's for us, made by us. So it's a place for us to feel comfortable and, you know, us to excel. Now, there are. I'm not going to always say there's nothing but pros at going to an HBCU because there are cons as well. You know, with America, they think that us um, people of color deserve less funding. But hey, that's a different topic for another day. Um, but I feel like HBCUs could use a lot, a lot. I mean, a lot more funding in the right areas because, you know, there there is nothing less you, you don't get less of an education from going to an HBCU. I feel like you get more of an education because you're going, you're, you're being, you're somebody who is teaching you cares about you. I had a professor, I didn't show up to class one day. He emailed me, was like, where are you at? And are you okay? At, at them big schools, you're not going to get that. And that to me, that was my favorite class. And it, that to me stood out. And it was like, okay, I care about your education and everything that I'm teaching you. And my statistics teacher, she she made she made sure that you knew what you were learning and cared deeply and truthfully. So I just feel like, you know, going to an HBCU is like no other. I love my SU with everything in me. Because it's so hard to be a Ram. And I that gets a meaning every week. I promise you. If you're a Ram, you know. But, um, yeah, I really don't want this video to be too, too long. I feel like I've talked a lot. But um, that's what I do. Mouth Almighty. I like to talk a lot. Get it from my daddy. I don't know. Hence, we always talk. <laughs> Full circle moment. Look at me. But, um, anyways, yeah. So, yeah, that's about. That is about it for everything that I have for right now and I just want to let you guys know that um the best is yet to come um I just um by this time this video is posted it's already been posted but um I just released um the introduction of my brand my clothing brand slim and tall clothing I'll probably put it right here you could follow me on Instagram more information will be coming soon um continue to subscribe 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 at cool breeze podcast follow us on Instagram and keep sharing 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 and liking and you know to the question that I asked in this video, you know, comment, comment down below, you know, some of the answers that you have. So I'm going to, I'm going to ask them again. So, you know, what, what generational curses are you breaking? What are some ways that you are creating generational wealth? Um, 
what is entrepreneurship to you? And you know, if you are an entrepreneur, what is one of the one of the hardest things about being an entrepreneur? You know, talk about how you feel like our mental health um, is seen is viewed in the black community or the people of color community. And also, just tell me what what if you went to an HBCU? Comment down below which HBCU you went to. To all my fellow Ramleys. Hey, but comment down below what HBCU you went to and one of the best things about your HBCU and the HBCU experience. Um, I want to thank y'all for coming to Cool Breeze Podcast where we keep it cool. Okay, I'm your host, Shanoa, and I will see y'all next time on Cool Breeze Podcast where we keep it cool. Oi.